0: this is a podcast from rnib's insight radio february is amd awareness month and amd is the abbreviation of the eye condition age-related macular degeneration this is the leading cause of sight loss in older adults in the uk to learn more about the condition and the treatment options available i'm joined by mr ahmed el amir an ophthalmic surgeon hi there ahmed hello how are you
1: i'm very well thank you thank you for inviting me
0: no problem at all now just to be clear, what exactly is age-related macular degeneration and who does it affect?
1: Well, as you had said in uh, in your preamble, age-related macular degeneration is the leading cause of uh, legal blindness in, in people over the age of 60. It, um, it's a, it is a degenerative uh, condition of the macular area, which is the central part of the retina, the photographic film of the eye, so to speak. And the degeneration causes a central scar in that macula, which translates into a blind spot in our central line of, of vision. The scary statistic is about two to three percent of the adult population uh, in this country have a diagnosis of macular degeneration and that's about half a million cases in the country and on predictive analysis we are expecting a rise of of this by about a third over the next decade totaling nearly 700,000 cases by 2020.
0: That's really significant then.
1: Mm, very significant indeed, because uh, the burden of uh, of this disease is very much on, on that particular individual, but on the wider scale for families and relatives and friends and also in communities. It is something that is um, very much uh, an important area of medicine for us to be able to uh, see and try to find which is the best options we're able to uh, offer patients.
0: And there are two types of this condition, aren't there? Wet and dry
1: uh, indeed um this uh separation of the two is a very simplistic separation but um, one which gives a flavor um, of what actually is going on the the drive form of the uh, of degeneration. Uh, involves the loss of uh, cells in that area which then causes the scar tissue uh, to develop whereas the uh, wet form is a sudden uh, form of uh, a hemorrhage or a bleed in that area microscopic hemorrhage but that is also what leads to the scar in the same way as the um, dry form so the end result visually is the same but the process by which the two forms occur are slightly different and that also helps us to identify What is the best way to try to to slow down the condition for patients? uh, Sadly, with this condition, so the dry form, or effectively any form of macular degeneration, we tend to advise patients to try to reduce the risk factors, one of them being smoking is a big risk factor, but also dietary um, intake and to improve our diet. Um, and sometimes we supplement the diet uh, with a vitamin um, supplement specific to age-related macular degeneration, the so-called ARIDS-2 formula, the A-R-E-D-S formula. But um uh, the the, 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 new second formula has been shown to reduce the risk of progression. It doesn't stop the condition. It doesn't cure it, but it does certainly reduce that progression in, in those who are afflicted. And, um, the second form, which is the wet form of macular degeneration, um, the treatment for this um, is again not a cure, but it uh, it involves sadly a a, a a a a surgical procedure of an of an injection of a medicine into the eye, which slows down the bleeding or slows down that hemorrhage that that can occur uh, in this condition and. The 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 only problem with this, although it's modern day medicine and it's the best that we can offer from a injection point of view, it can sometimes require a regular injection to be able to slow that process down, and we're also talking about the possibility of uh, the implantation of a telescope, that is the Centrosite Vision Care. A telescope for patients with end stage or advanced macular degeneration
0: so this is a, a treatment option that's available for people who are, are quite advanced in the eye condition what exactly is involved with this telescopic implant how does it work so um,
1: the telescope the the, the the idea of a telescope or the, um, the, the 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 category of a telescope has been discussed and researched over the last decade um, so it's not necessarily new and there are several telescopes that had preceded uh, the one we are talking about. The Vision Care Centrosite Telescope is the only telescope that um, has had strict and stringent uh, research and clinical trial background. So, just to, to summarize, um, it is the only one which has been um, through the FDA approval in the United States, and that actually took about 10 years to get to the point of um, uh, approval, followed by the CE mark in Europe, which essentially says that it is approved in Europe, but these, the, the, the process for a CE mark is not as strict as, a, as an FDA mark, and finally a, an NHS approval too. So this is a telescope which is implanted inside the eye and it gives about a 2.3 to a 2.7, so effectively a double the size of the image and it lessens the burden of the blind spot in the middle of our line of sight. What that translates in two broad terms is from the clinical studies, again, um, very much researched over about a decade, that the clinical studies have shown that patient's vision can improve as much as three lines on the vision chart uh, on average, uh, which is an excellent result. And uh, in terms of practical senses, um, remarkably patients who are motivated to go through the process are able to read larger print, um, watch television, and recognize faces which they were previously unable to do. So this is the exciting part, which is only um, reserved for the advanced forms of macular degeneration and again is um, is an approved process which uh, we're excited to share with you today.
0: It sounds like it makes a huge difference to people's lives who successfully receive this treatment I guess it must involve an interesting
1: surgical procedure and some time for, for rehab after that as well? That's right. The The surgical procedure itself um, has been, um, again, worked on um, heavily over the last few years to try and, and, and minimise the invasiveness of the surgery. And we're, we're very proud to say that um, it, it, the level of invasiveness is not that different to modern day cataract surgery. So cataract surgery is deemed or felt and quite an agreed upon uh, point is that it is a very safe operation in the majority of cases with one of the safest profiles from a complications point of view or from a risk point of view. And this is very much a a similar process where the, uh, the process is the removal of the current cataract and the implantation of the telescope, not too dissimilar to cataract surgery with normal lens implantation. Of course, it's a little bit longer. So we have uh, boiled it down to about 35 minutes to 45 minutes of surgery. However, that is not the biggest point. The biggest point is its safety profile is um, is very much as low as cataract surgery in terms of risk and, and, and complications. So we are very, very pleased to report that on, on, on the clinical. Clinical trials that the FDA had used and approved over in the United States.
0: So when a patient has the telescope implanted and they come out of surgery, did uh, have some training almost to understand their vision again? Because I imagine for some people it could have been a few years since they've seen as they used to.
1: Absolutely. So, so this is uh, again a very important point. the The way the brain uh, works, there's a lot of um, neural input from the brain, which goes, which which effectively edits and re-edits the image throughout. Uh, life. So in our normal day-to-day life, our, our brain is doing a lot of work to, 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 again, edit that image. When we've lost our central vision, there is a, a loss of connection with the, with the ability for the brain to do that for us. So when we go through this rehabilitation program, which is part of the whole process of the site um, vision care program, um, the rehabilitation process does involve... a a learning process which is carried out by a a large team of uh, a surgeon, um, a low vision optometrist, and and a low vision rehabilitation officer. And what that effectively involves is learning to see uh, a larger image that you've not seen before. And once that happens, then everything starts to click into place. It's almost like um, learning to pick up that pen again once you've had a stroke, for example, um, that's affected your writing hand. So when we get to that point um, where that image is starting to be useful, which usually happens at about three to four weeks after surgery, then we stick with the very very straightforward exercises visual exercises to then make it second nature and that's usually done in the home environment Um, sometimes we do it in the clinical environment but after the care is given after the surgery is carried out and after the um, if you like the surgical recovery has occurred then these things are carried out by very highly specialized individuals who only care for and um, and treat patients with uh, visual problems uh, uh, such as macular degeneration, and are very um, expert at doing so. And so they will help them be able to effectively use their new vision.
0: It sounds absolutely fascinating, Ahmed. Where could listeners go for some more information and find out if they are in fact suitable for this process?
1: You can call the helpline for CentroCyte, which is on 0800 uh, 002 9998. Um, or they can visit the website if their um, family would like to look up some more very informative um, information on the web. Uh, so that's E N N for November. So EN dot and centricite is C E N T R A S I G H T dot com, E N dot dot com and the number again is zero eight hundred zero zero two
0: Mr. Ahmed El Amir, ophthalmic surgeon, many thanks for talking to me today on Insight Radio.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to this podcast from
0: RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.